It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. What's up? What's up? It's your friend, Adam AAA Adams. This is the seven-day series, and we're calling this Capital Raising Week, and this is day two. Day two of Capital Raising Week. We've already talked about the KLTI Blueprint, okay? Now, if you didn't, uh, if you haven't watched or listen to, if you haven't listened to episode one of seven, go back to the last episode before you listen to this one, because these seven episodes, they build on each other. These seven episodes build upon each other. And so I try to keep these fairly short. I try to keep them succinct and I try to give you the most amount of value in the lowest amount of time so that you can go out and make, uh, take that action to get to the next step. So in this episode, we're talking about how do you get people to know you? That's the main focus. And I promised you in the last episode that I was, I was not going to only talk about podcasting. You ha- there's a few different things that you can do. And I call this the three, again, it's the three pillars. Okay, three pillars. Think of it like a three-legged stool. Uh, imagine you're sitting on a stool and it's got those three equally spaced legs. Well, you can sit on that with a foundation that's rock solid. But as soon as I take one of those legs out, you're going to fall over. So within the K, okay, we're, we're like we're talking about the KLTI blueprint, within the K, which is no, again, this is no like, trust, invest. Within the K of the KLTI blueprint, how do you get people to know you? And here's the answer. You get people to know you by implementing these three pillars. And we mentioned a few people in the last episode. Uh, Dave Lindahl is, is somebody that we, we, we didn't mention in the last episode. Corey Peterson, uh, Corey Peterson, great friend of mine. You know, he, these people are implementing the KLTI blueprint, even if they don't know it. And so let's talk about Dave Lindahl. He wrote a book. He wrote a book. He wrote a couple books, actually. And one of them, was, they were both around real estate. And Dave Lindahl can raise as much money as he ever needs. He's, he's never had a problem raising money. My good friend, Corey Peterson, uh, who just a great guy, the Kahuna. The Kahuna. He, 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 I, I don't know if you all are friends with him or if you've, if you've seen him or heard of him. But he's got a pretty badass uh, Wrangler. What is what, what? The Rubicon. Okay. So he's got like 39 inch wheels and uh, just fun guy. And when it comes to his real estate investing, he's got a, he's got a podcast. He's got, he's, he, he has his way of getting people to know him, like him, then trust him and then invest with him. And one of the big tops of his funnel is his podcast, Dave Lindahl. Um, his main part of his funnel is his book. And um, there's uh, Brad Sumrock where his main part of a, his, his funnel is the events that he hosts. And um, there's all sorts of people out there that are able to raise tons and tons of money. But the main thing is that they have, they have these three pillars. And I want to go over them with you now. The three pillars are A, the thought leadership. B, the, um, sorry, I, I don't know why I'm losing it. This is so obvious to me. A, the thought leadership. B, it's your social media. And C, it's those live events. So what I generally recommend, and I, I teach coach and mentor other people to, to be able to be better at raising money. And at the Raising Money Summit, uh, you spend four days with us and it's 
super good price. I can give you a, a discount ticket to that and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's four days where we really help you go to the next level. And what we, what we do is I tell them, same thing I'm telling you now, you got to do one, of, one thing out of each of these three. So here's the ideas that you can use for a thought leadership. You can write a book. You can have a, your own podcast. You could have your own YouTube channel or blog. You could write an ebook. You could host webinars. You could host um, virtual type of podcast where, where you um, basically do, it's like a meetup, but it's virtual. You could host your own meetup or you could host some, some different conferences. Okay, that, you gotta do something like that. And one of the main things that you're gonna get from, from doing this is to allow people that hear you to share the content with their friends. So the main purpose, write this down, the main purpose of thought leadership is to have people share your content, okay? You, um, if you want the most amount of people to know who you are, you gotta have shareable content. You have to have somebody who's your perfect, I call it an avatar. You have to have somebody who's your avatar, the, basically the person that's gonna give you money for your real estate deals you have to add value to them in such a way that they wanna, they wanna be the person who adds value to their friends. And so um, you're gonna have this person who, who listens to the podcast or reads your book or, or what attends your event or whatever. And they, they say to their friends, this is a good place to come, you should come here too. This is a good book to read, you should read it too. This is a good podcast to listen to, you should listen too. That's the main purpose of the thought leadership. Without having that type of exposure for yourself, you're not going to be able to get in front of the past investors, the private money lenders that you need to. You want, you want this funnel to be working for you when, even when you're sipping cocktails on the beach or whatever. Okay, so that's, that's the thought leadership. So I also told you that we were going to go over a little bit of social media and we're going to go over a little bit of live events, okay? Uh, the second one, which is the social media, here's really what you're trying to do, okay? You're trying to drive more awareness in the beginning to your thought leadership and your live events. So one of the main things that you do on your social media is is you help people get to know who you are a little bit better. So like on this podcast, uh, of course, you're listening to this completely unscripted, right? You're, this, is, this is raw, this is real, this is me. Um, nothing's gonna be edited out. You, I mean, it's, this is me. And so you're really getting to know who I am right now. And that's kind of how I want you to be on your social media. I want you to share who you are. Now, the only difference is when, you're, when you have like a podcast or a book, it's going to be specifically on one subject. But for me, like when I'm on my Facebook, what I'm doing is I'm sharing people about my mountain bike experiences. I love mountain biking. I, I, bought my, I, I upgraded my mountain bike just recently, and I've really had a good time. Uh, in fact, on the day that I'm recording this, 
the day after the, the two days after this, I'm going to a trestle bike park, which is in, in Colorado. It's one of those types of bike parks that pulls you, uh, that you basically put your bike on a ski lift. They take you up a couple of miles and then you ride down for a few miles. And it was because they take you up straight in a straight line for a couple of miles and you ride down on switchbacks. So just to kind of give you an idea, this is something that I love. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something that gives me um, exercise. It's something that gives me like something to grow and improve. And it's just a really great thing for me to do. And so I post all about that and I post all about my kids. I love my kids. I, I try to go out and do something fun with them every weekend. I try to do something fun with the kids uh, every single weekend. And we generally do that on Saturday and Sunday, you know, all day Saturday and part of Sunday. We just try to have fun, relax, grow as, um, grow as a family. And um, so me growing these two, raising these two sons and wanting to grow them as just really good men, it's something that I put on my social media. I also love wine. And I love food. And so when I'm on my social media, sure, I'm one of those crazy people that takes a picture of, of my food because I love it. You know, I, I take a picture of the food. I post it. I want to remember it. I want to share it with other people. I want other people to like to, to, to decide that they might want to go to that restaurant that I thought was really, really good. And so I share it, even though some people wouldn't. And you, the listener, might be rolling your eyes. Adam shares. Adam takes pictures of his food, puts it on social media. He's one of those guys. And you might, on the other hand, say, I do that too. Or I, I, I yeah, anyway, the point is, this is, this is really important. I mean, that I'm going into this type of detail. And same thing with like wine. Uh, I love wine. In fact, when I was, uh, when I was, um, when, I used to work at a restaurant. It was a French restaurant. We did mostly French wines, but but we studied a lot of different wines and and terroir. Uh, something that terroir is like you, the the territory, the land, the the dirt, the soil, um, and all of those things. How how deep the roots are, how much water it gets, what kind of water it gets. Um, you, all of these things in are, go into this thing called terroir. And it's really interesting to me. And um, back when I was really focused on, on learning it, um, I, it, I was at a point where I could uh, literally um, pass the sommelier test. And uh, sommelier is like, uh, um, how do I say it? It's like a designation that says that you understand wines and there's Psalm 1, Psalm 2, and there's a master psalm as well. And so I could have easily passed the Psalm 1, and I probably probably can right now today. I just literally never taken the test. But I love, love wine, and, and I love interesting wines and, and going to wine tastings. And those are things that I share with my audience. And the thing is, oftentimes I have people decide that they want to passively invest with me because they say, I can see how much you like your kids, that you love being a father. I can see that and I can resonate it with it because I'm that way too. I've also had many, many people, strangely enough, just because I'm, I'm posting about going to Trestle Bike Park or I'm posting a, a, a video of me kind of going off of a, a big jump or whatever, and they say, man, that's cool. I could invest with anybody who does what you do meaning I could invest my capital 
with any other syndicator, but I would rather invest it with you because we're the same. I do that too. And the same thing with the wine. Like I, I post about the wine or the food and, and some other foodies and winos, they, they, they want to invest with me because they feel like we're, we're alike, we're similar. And so it's really important that as you do this social media stuff, which is the second thing, that you are authentic, that you are who you are. And if you cuss, speaking of the badass, uh, um, whatever it's called, um, the, the Jeep that my friend Corey Peterson has, another syndicator, great guy. Um, when I was talking about his Jeep with 39-inch wheels and all that kind of stuff, if you are a Jeeper, if you have a Jeep, and I, I would venture to say 25% of the population loves Jeeps, they're very into it. Well, you might start to um, cater toward him. You want, might want to put your money with him. And same thing with, uh, you know, Joe Fairless or, or any of the other people. Um, uh, it, like those flashy cars, uh, you know, I don't have a flashy car. I don't want a flashy car. And whenever I have enough money in the bank to buy a flashy car, I invest it. And uh, I either invested in coaches and mentors or I've, I invested in myself. I invested in education. I invested in um, growing my team, hiring another person on my team. Um, I, I invested in marketing to, to go to the next level, right? It's those things are what I care about. And so for those uh, people who show their flashy cars, I would never resonate with that. But you might, who knows? For the most part, those of you who are listening to this show probably resonate really well with Jason and myself because Jason and I have a lot in common and you probably have a lot in common with us. And as we continue to bring you, you uh, education, you're going to kind of cater toward this. But again, uh, on, on, if you saw this on social media that I was, that I was posting flashy cars or um, that, I, that I had, uh, you know, one girl on my left and one girl on my right or whatever, that, uh, that might offend some of you and that might, um, that might attract others of you. So it's really important that you understand that we are who we are to the core. Adam is who Adam is to the core. Who you see on social media, who you hear on this podcast right now, that's the real me. This is the authentic, actual person. I'm not trying to be anyone that I'm not. And that's going to be essential for you as well as you post on social media that if you love wine, post it. If you got tattoos, post it. If you love your Jeep, post it. If you are big into gymnastics, post it. If you love your kids, post it. If you don't have kids and, and you love your, your freedom or whatever, post it. If you love going on vacation, post it. Because your past investors, the ones that resonate with you, are going to, are going to start to flock toward and be more magnetically attracted to you. Just like my past investors are magnetically attracted to me. For instance, I drive a Honda. And I think that that resonates with some, uh, some of the, the folks out there. So a lot, of the, a lot of my passive investors are specifically engineers. And 
having an economical, uh, cost-effective, um, gas-efficient uh, vehicle that is all-wheel drive, you know, fairly new, not going to break down, is a conservative way to buy your car, and it doesn't resonate with everyone. Okay, but I love it. I love my car. It doesn't resonate with everyone, but it resonates with most of my engineers. Because that's who I want to be my avatar to invest in our deals. It's not because, it's hard to say. Okay, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I'm not showing my Honda, I'm not showing my Honda because I want to specifically just attract engineers, but I tend to attract engineers because I'm not showing a Ferrari or something like that. I'm just showing my Honda. And that helps uh, them know or feel comfortable that I'm a conservative investor who's not going to get crazy with um, over-improving properties, who's not going to X, Y, and Z. That shows something to them. So for whoever you are, you're going to resonate with your peeps. And you're going to do that on social media. So, the, so one was your thought leadership the main purpose, again, on thought leadership is that you need people to talk about you when you're not in the room. You need them to be sharing your content. The second one was the social media, and the main purpose of that is to is two, twofold. One, to show them exactly who you are as a person, and two, to funnel them toward your, your thought leadership platform, like your podcast, and or your live events. And the third thing that, I want, that I'm going to suggest that you do is live events, mostly in-person events. And I know as we're recording this, COVID's going around and all this kind of stuff. So, so I'm recording this at like the end of 2020, uh, but still COVID is, is, seems to just be there. It's not really going away. And a lot of people thought that it was going to be gone in March. There were like a few weeks uh, and this is gone. So regardless, let me just talk to you about what the live events do and why you need to do them. The thought leadership gets people to talk about you. The social media gets people to know really who you are and start to like you. And the in-person events allow people to start to trust you a little bit more. And here's the thing. When we talk about human psychology, when we talk a little bit about human psychology, we find that it takes usually on average six to 15 times for somebody to see your message before they take action. So for those people who have that big myth where they thought that if I just have a good deal, the money automatically follows, you haven't done your six to 15 times. No, nobody likes you or trusts you yet. They're not going to invest with you. So with these six to 15 times, how do you do that? Well, you do that with your thought leadership. You do that with your, um, you know, for instance, your podcast. You do that with your social media posts, letting them know kind of internally who you are. And then finally, you do them with your live events. And what's interesting is while it takes six to 15 times in general for people to start to trust you enough to be one of your passive investors, a private money lender, typically, if you meet them in person, it takes less. Sometimes one meeting might do the whole thing for you. And so here we are with the thought leadership platform, getting you out in front of thousands and thousands of people, potentially 40,000 like 
you heard uh, in my funnel. I've got maybe 40-ish thousand people that know who know my name, Adam Adams. I've got about 6,000 people that have literally said, not only do I know of you, but I, I want to give you my email address. I want to be on your general email list. We've got about 10, 12% of that, which is 742 of them that are literally saying, I'm committed to being a past investor, Adam, in your deals, and I wanna see the deals come along. And so they've opted um, not just to the general email list, they've opted into that other list and they've gone through some, some several different steps to be vetted to be able to be on that other list. And by the way, in this series, I'm gonna share with you some ways to do all that. And then we have about 62 people that have actually invested in our deals. Okay, so that's kind of what our KLTI blueprint looks like. And for you on the K, that's generally your thought leadership. That's how, you, how you're going to get in front of like 40-ish thousand people. The L, that's generally our, our passive. And that, that's our, uh, I'll share with more in the next episode, but that's generally um, how do we get them to be on our list? And then on the T, that's how do we get them to go from this generalist to committing to being a past investor? And how do we get them from there to actually investing? And that's kind of what we're sharing. That, that big myth is if you just got a deal, you, you just easily get the money. But I've seen too many people struggle, fail, get embarrassed, and lose money. So if we follow this KLTI blueprint, the, the K, that's your thought leadership. The L, that's in general, that's you having a way to get them on your list. And I like to say um, one of the things that does that is your social media. That's how they get to like you, to trust you. That's the fastest way to get them to trust you is for them to meet you in person. Like I said, six to 15 times is the norm for them to see your message before they start to think about you. But if they... Um, if they meet you in person, sometimes just after one meeting, they will invest in your deal. And that's happened to us a lot of times. So how do we, how do, we do that? We're going we're gonna to share a lot of that. But with this, uh, sorry, if it, what I think I did is I just went in a circle. But totally fine. I'm not going to edit it out or anything. But um, I want to make sure that it's understood the takeaways that I promised you you would get away from this episode. So I want to make sure that you have those takeaways for the L, okay, How, or for the K. How do we get people to know you? Well, it's the three pillars. If you have three pillars, you're going to be on a stool that stands up. If you have two pillars, you're going to fall over. And it's going to be difficult. It won't be effective, et cetera. What are the three pillars? Thought leadership. Um, what's the second one? Uh, social media. And the third one is live event. I was trying to share with you a little bit of what happens at those live events. You're able to meet people in person. And um, I gave you a few examples of the, of the thought leadership, like a book or, or you know, podcast or whatever. Let me give you a couple of examples of social media. Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, et cetera, okay? Bigger Pockets could be another social media. You could just go to Bigger Pockets and connect with people there. And now on the last thing, um, which is the live events, don't worry. I'm not saying you have to host uh, massive conferences like the Raising Money Summit. 
Last year, we had 617 people attend Raising Money Summit, and that was live and in person in Denver, 617 people all in one room. And it's not easy to do, to, to get, bring that many people in one room. You by no means have to go that far, okay? You don't have to have that. Let me give you some other examples of what you could do in order to have, um, have that effect where you're meeting people in person and they're able to trust you faster. Here it is. You can um, have a dinner, a one-on-one -on -one dinner or, or a coffee. Let's just say you go to coffee. Uh, I, what, one thing that I've done with a lot of past investors on Mondays and Fridays, I will literally just take them out to dinner. Uh, excuse me, take them out to lunch. So I, I've really reserved my Mondays and Fridays and I've always go to the same address. Any past investor that wants to sit down with me just sets up a time and we sit down and we, we usually go to one of six restaurants that are at one basically strip mall and they just pick the restaurant and I sit down with them and we have a good conversation. That's just one-on-one -on -one at lunch. And it's, that is not very expensive for me and it doesn't take a lot of time out of my day, especially because I generally eat lunch anyways on Monday and Friday. So now I'm just doing killing two birds with one stone, you know, avoid the killing. I'm, I'm doing two things um, at a time simultaneously, which is wonderful. And you can do it too. So let's just say you can go to lunch just like I do. I, I have a Calendly link. You could do that as well. You could host a little... Um, a dinner party at your house. Maybe you and your significant other could could meet with um, a past investor and their significant other. Okay, or maybe you could have like a little workshop. It doesn't have to be a big giant workshop. It doesn't have to be advertised everywhere. Maybe you just call a few people that you think might be interested in something like this and you just say, hey, would you be interested in, in coming to a workshop where I share with you how you could passively invest? And you just do a workshop. Or... Uh, another option is you could do a little boot camp and more, make it a little bit more formal. And, and you, you basically maybe every Saturday for a month or you do um, a, a two days on a weekend where you just do a boot camp where you're like, this is how you protect yourself as a past investor, right? Great idea. Steal it, take it and run with it. And then this episode is valuable to you because you took action. Or you could, if you want, you could host a conference or you could do something that I'm really, really good at. And that's meetups. Now, I've, I've gotten a lot of value from our meetups. I basically only have a lunch club that I, every Thursday we meet in person. Now, avoid when, when we're not allowed to based on social, hashtag social distance. Um, when we're allowed to, we meet every Thursday. And it's really easy for me. I just meet at the same place. And look, if no one shows up, I'll just bring my laptop and get some work done while I'm meeting. And if one person shows up, we're going to have an epic time. And if 50 people show up, great, awesome. I just put it on meetup.com and I host it. Um, one thing that we will share a little bit about at the summit is really how to grow a meetup. And I'll, I think I should share... Um, many people listening know this, but maybe there's somebody that's listening that's, you're new. This is maybe even the first or second episode that you've heard on this podcast. You had no idea that I had a meetup. Uh, my meetup's really incredible. I'm really proud of it. And I want to share with you just a bit about a long time ago. Uh, in, in 2018, in April, my, my meetup, I got, uh, I got an email from Meetup HQ 
and they invited me to go to an exclusive event. They said that they were flying out their top 150 people from around the world. And so they flew us out. They flew us out from a bunch of different countries, right? Like I didn't realize that meetup wasn't just in the US. It's, it's, there's so many other countries, India, um, England, uh, you name it, Africa. There is so many meetups, so many. And, and so Meetup HQ called me and they said, hey, we, they didn't call me. They sent me an email and they said, hey, uh, we want to invite you to this exclusive thing. There's only going to be 150. It's going to be our top, just our top meetups organizers. And we are going to reach out to a few of you to see if you want to be a speaker. Um, so if you get that call, let us know. And so what they did is they ended up selecting six of us, the top, the top six organizers. They ended up selecting six of us to be keynote speakers. So we all had an opportunity to kind of share what we've done in our meetups with the other top 150 organizers from around the world. It was a lot of fun. And what I, what ended up, uh, what I ended up taking away from that in New York City at Meetup HQ, uh, Manhattan, uh, in fact, what I ended up taking away from that is on the sixth floor of Meetup, on the sixth floor, you just, you basically push the elevator and just go all the way up um, to, the, to the top floor of Meetup HQ. And what you'll see is you'll see about a 6,000 square foot room and there's about 30 engineers, uh, maybe uh, anywhere from 30 to 60. I'm trying to remember. It's been a couple of years, but there's quite a bit of engineers up on the sixth floor. And what, and what we ended up doing is I sat down with 12 of the other um, 12 engineers from Meetup HQ. And some of them were like the senior engineers. And, and I basically just said, why me? Like, there's some people here at this, like out of the top 150 Meetup organizers you brought in from around the world. There's some people here that have literally done, uh, that they, they have so many more followers than I do than I did in 2018. They've, they, they've got so many more followers. They have like, my meetup only had like 1500. I said, why me? Why am I a speaker? Why did you, why did you select me? And they, they shared with me the four major criteria. Just to give you a couple of examples, they shared with me one of the things that, that I did really well is I had more five-star ratings and reviews than pretty much anyone in the entire world, uh, which is kind of cool. And I was like, well, how did I do that? And I figured it out. It was because I was doing like, meetups every single week. And I was actually asking my, my people to rate it and review it. And those ratings and reviews, they rank highly on the meetup site. There is an algorithm that show that those ratings and reviews, they hold a lot of weight. And which basically means that now Meetup HQ is putting my meetup in front of more people because I hit that and it's just an algorithm thing. The engineer shared with me that algorithm and a couple of other algorithms that I will share with you when you come to the Raising Money Summit. But um, interesting stuff about meetups. And so you could do that as your live events. Just as an example, when the first $4.2 million that I raised, private, private money that I raised came from my meetup. Okay, and I had only had my meetup for about 11-ish uh, months when I started. I had my meetup for about 11 months and I was doing more single family. And then I decided I need to do like, um, I need to start doing this, this thing called syndication. I need to raise massive amounts of money because then I can go further, faster, further, faster and farther, right? So then I can get to where I want and with less effort 
with less time. And so I like started learning this syndication stuff. And um, when I did it, I ended up the first $4.2 million. And I've raised lots and lots more than that now. But the first 4.2, all of it came from my meetup. I didn't have a podcast back then. Okay. I didn't have a book. I didn't have whatever. All, all I had was basically my social media and my meetup. And my social media helped people see what was going on in the meetup, got them eager to come. And the meetup is where I had those handshake relationships. Remember, it takes six to 15 times for people to trust you enough to actually put their money with you. But when you're meeting in person, it comes faster. And when you're meeting in person as often as I was once a week, it was even faster. And it wasn't hard. So this is kind of the, the, uh, the three pillars that I wanted you to know about. Thought leadership, um, social media, and live in-person meetings, even if it's a small one-on-one. -on -one. So that'll be valuable to you. That's the K. That's the blueprint for the K. That's what you need to know about how to get people to know you. And I'll give you a quick bonus before we, we um, jump off of this episode. I'll give you a quick bonus. And that bonus is, look, when you have your own thought leadership platform, what's cool is there's some reciprocity that's going to get other people to invite you onto their thought leadership platform, which gives you multiple, multiple exposures. So I started my meetup. I didn't even have a podcast yet. Joe Fairless invited me on his podcast. Okay. All of a sudden I go on Joe's podcast and then I go on Rod's, Rod Cleef's podcast and then I go on like all these other podcasts. Um, and what ended up happening is basically it was, I call it Trojan horse marketing, Trojan horse marketing. It just in short, I go into a lot more detail on the Trojan horse marketing at the summit, but just to kind of give you a little bit of this so you understand um, that we're not talking about sex here or anything like that. Trojan horse marketing means that we're basically infiltrating other people's networks. So when I'm on Joe Fairless's podcast, if he's got a whole bunch of people that listen to his show, now those people um, are listening to me. And when I go on someone else's podcast, um, the, their, uh, their, their listeners are listening to me. When I go on Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb's podcast, um, their listeners are listening to me. I'm getting my message out in not just to my audience, but in front of their audience. And so that's, the, that's how this comes full circle. Once you're doing the things that I shared with you on this episode to really get the most amount of people to know you, because if 10 people know you, you're screwed. I'm sorry. You are not going to raise $3 million for your $10 million deal if only 10 people know you. So when it, when it comes full circle, I just want you to know how, how critical it is to, to be able to get your name out in front of other people. And hopefully these, these um, what I've shared with you allows you to know exactly how to do that. And if the only thing you took away from this episode, the only thing, if the only thing that you took away from this episode was that you, um, that you needed to have other people know who you are, before they could like you or trust you, then you're going to win. Then you're going to win. And I want you to win. And if you want to come to the Raising Money Summit, it's coming up in very, very quickly. Um, we do it every year. So in 2020, it's October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and it's a virtual event. And then hopefully in 2021, it won't be a virtual event. It'll be an in-person event. Um, but it's a four-day conference where we take really this KLTI blueprint and dive it deeper 
then I'm even going into it now where it allows you to go to the next level. And what I can offer you is I have uh, one way for you to get the tickets at 75% off. Okay, so the tickets are typically 400 bucks. I can help you get them for 100 bucks. All right, and all you got to do is you got to text the word Adam Adams to five five four four four. Text Adam Adams to double five triple four. Adam Adams. That's it. That's going to get you the tickets. You're going to be able to grab those tickets instead of paying like 400 bucks. You're going to get it for 100 bucks. And then I can see you at the Raising Money Summit, and we can help you out a lot, even more than on on these episodes. Regardless. Let's teach you how to get people from, from opting in, uh, from knowing who you are to opting into your list. That's what I'm going to share with you. So something that a lot of people want to know, how once I'm on that person's podcast or once I'm on my own podcast, how do I get somebody to give me their email list and say, uh, I want your stuff? So I'm going to te- teach you that. I'm going to go over the details on how to do that. It's going to be a fun episode. Episode three. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.